coming to you live from the top floor of the OBB Corporate Tower in downtown Coral Gables. You're listening to the top-rated American football podcast in countries that don't play American football. Ain't that some shit? These are the Orange Bowl Boys. Brought to you by Ed Morse. Join the over 2 million people that are backed by Morse. Visit edmorse.com. Here's Toast, Roman, and Scoop. Welcome to the Mario Era, Chapter 59. Say, Quentin, the Mario. It's a me, it's a Mario. I got a, I got a Rossi. I got, I finally did it. I don't got other things. I feel like that was like three weeks ago. No. Right? And that, yeah. Right? Isn't that funny? Well, we knew but we waited long we... enough, they'd fill out the entire staff, which they have not yeah, done. No. Still haven't. We still have a spot. Still need a wide receiver coach. Okay. But I like the name. New wide receiver coach. I like the name that they brought up for wide receiver coach. I do. Yeah, but that was public. So. Yeah, but it was public through like the Miami Herald. It, that's yeah, different. That's like that's like Mario. Yeah. You know Mario and and, and Su- Susan are, yeah. are like close. Yeah, you know, yeah, good friends. Good, good friends. friends. They hang out and crochet together. <laughs> Look, I I would love Hankerson. I mean, who wouldn't? <clears throat> Just came from San Francisco, mm-hmm. the 49ers. Gotta love it. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? He's St. Thomas Ebo kid too. out there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Before we get into uh, all the comings and goings, the new hirings, spring ball right around the corner. Any life stuff you got to talk about, boys? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've been having so much fun with this. And like I said, I'm not a fan of the iPhone, just so you guys mm-hmm. know. I, I, I think it's clunky. I think getting in and out of apps is stupid. I don't use the camera enough to, to make it matter. But I will keep an iPhone simply for my family chat. <laughs> so the other day, I, I have this new tradition where in the family chat, didn't have one before, I send them funny T-shirts, and the last one was funny because it just said "mom balls," right? It's what a mom gets when you threaten one of her kids, right? So now I love the term. I was like, "Look at her mom balls coming out!" <laughs> but, but then my son and I posted this online. But my son looked at it. He goes, "You know why I like it? Because it says balls." <laughs> I'm like, "That a boy? That's my son." <laughs> mom balls. Boys are simple. Boys are simple. Uh, Oh, so simple. Doesn't take much. So simple. The word balls and a fart, and they'll be on the ground rolling for a half an hour. And that that's in perpetuity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Goes until you're 80. <laughs> yeah. Until you don't know what a fart is right. because you got dementia. <laughs> what the hell was that? Something smells, Marge. <laughs> What'd you do? I don't oh, know. God. Ah, <clears throat> uh, so... And oh. the nephew's doing good. good toast. I see that. I yeah, see. man. So uh, Kane's committed. He had his first game at his new school. So I don't know. Listen, I don't know how the whole swap in schools works, but St. Andrews went out and got my nephew. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that works, but they, they went and got him in his first at bat in the first game. And he went opposite field over the goddamn wall. <laughs> and then yeah. and when he comes home, so I guess they're allowed to have props now in high school. And so he hits the home run, and the team all runs out to home plate. And one of the kids is holding a Nerf basketball hoop with a backboard. And as Dylan comes and crosses the plate, he goes, throw it to me. They throw him the Nerf ball, and he does a dunk right there. I'm like, bro, like, really? Like, (laughs) you can just do that in high school? Is that for real? That's private. It is private. You can get away with stuff. It is very private, yes. I got good news. Less regulation. I got good news and bad news for Gino DeMari, and I'm sure we'll touch on Gino Mm -hmm. later. Oh, we will. Yep. 
Uh, uh, good news and bad news for Gino. Gino, that is one hell of a player you got coming in there. Bad news, I don't think he sets foot on your campus. <laughs> <laughs> that is, saying, uh, yeah, I know, I'm I know. Saying. I know, but listen, man, right. this, uh, we will have plenty of time to talk about the ball because those boys are hitting bombs right out of the gate, right <laughs> out of the gate. And I think we have a second baseman for the next few years. Oh, my goodness, yes. Oh <laughs> we'll get into that. We got the hoops we got to talk about as well. Uh, before we get to Green Tree, uh, anything else we got to hit? Uh, scoop anything from your life? Uh, played some golf over the weekend. Yeah. <clears throat> with our boy, with our boy Novak and... Uh, excuse me and uh somebody else who you guys are familiar with anyway so we played down at Doral. oh there you go and first of all Doral at with a non-member these days i, I can't believe i'm okay. saying this six hundred dollars for four people that's not that's not bad no 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 no, no. six hundred dollars around one person twenty four hundred bucks, bucks. Six hundred dollars. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I've played. I've played pebble, like, kind of a lot. I've been very lucky to be able to play pebble. I've never played paid that much for pebble. This is Doral, right? It's nice, but you've got to be kidding me. Like, guys, do something. Does he get a discount because he's a PGA pro? <laughs> uh, so we well, we got a discount. But he didn't like the, he didn't get to play for free. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, <sighs> but but that's not even that's not even the craziest part. So we go out <clears throat> first hole, and you know, I'm, I would consider myself a pretty decent stick my entire life. We go out. I pull my drive on one little left, right. It's fine. I'm in the rough. It's par five. I got plenty of fairway to work with. I got a tree about eight feet in front. Big, huge palm tree about eight feet in front of me. But it's three feet left to me. Like, it's nowhere in play, right? So, this is great. I told I told my girls this only because I, I went to, to scratch my head at dinner the other night. And my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I take out a hybrid. I'm just going to punch it up. The, and I hit it square off the heel hits the palm tree palm tree's not in play hits the palm tree and goes 30 degrees past me back out into the fairway 25 yards i'm now 25 yards further than i was on my second but now you're in the fairway i'm in the fair i'm the short stuff this is not how i play golf i'm like i forgot uh, i've forgotten how to hit the back of the ball okay all right good so I go out there. The four caddy brings me my three wood. I'm like, yeah, I'm further away. Sure, let's let's knock a three wood up there. No problem. I top my three wood. <laughs> At this point, I wanted to go. <laughs> it's the first hole. Never. I would say in the last 15 years, have I hit two consecutive shots that were worse. So, and it ends up in a fairway bunker. Not a problem. They bring the cart over. I'm going to pull out my seven iron because I can't. The lip's a little little high. I can't hit wood. So I go to pull my seven, and it's just like you just you just kind of throw it out, right? I mean, that's just kind of the move, right? You don't pull it. You just kind of throw it out and grab it. And I throw it out, and the butt of the club, the handle, hits something in the bag and kind of kicks it over and tilts, right? And the club hits me square on top of the head. <laughs> Stay hot, kid. 
I am fuming. <laughs> and you paid six hundred dollars for this experience. <clears throat> I oh, did not. Did okay. I absolutely did not. <laughs> I'd have, I'd have gone home after the drive, to be honest with you. Fuming hot. I chunked the seven out of the sand trap, but I'm in the fairway. I hit hybrid up to the next sand trap greenside bunker, right? This this should be a 12. I should just write a 12 down and move on. I was 60, 65 yards from the hole all the way back. Clipped a 56 to about four feet, made the putt for seven. The ugliest seven in the history of sevens. Ugliest double of my life. And Novak says to me, I got to be honest with you. The most flush club you hit that entire hole was that seven iron on top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I know that. I'm well aware. At any point during your experience and your outing on the golf course, did Novak take a tampon and slip it into your hand? Well, he could have done it every hole. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he hits. I mean, there uh, would have been outrage. There would have been outrage. You would have been banned from. You would have been banned outrage. from Doral. You can't be doing none of that nonsense. I parted the next Good. four, so I, I made up. I, I made up for it. I played pretty decent, but dude. Well, I'm curious. I don't remember being that hot. I'm wondering. So good. I'm wondering if I can get a discount down at the Monster. So, um, back uh, back in August, for those that aren't aware, I had a. Uh, I guess a kind of a big deal birthday. Hit the 5 I'm fucking old. I'm over the fucking hill, this and that. I am 50. But I learned that there's a perk that comes when you survive 50 years on this uh, little rock. And that is you can get <laughs> one of these. <laughs> I got an AARP what? card. And let me tell you, kids, let me fucking tell you. I'll never pay full price for anything again. I'll never pay full <laughs> price for gas, for a fucking oil change. I'm pretty sure I can get a discount of, bro, so here's apparently, this is what the AARP is. So I'm not retired. Is it a credit card? No, thing? So here it is. Once you turn 50, you're eligible for the American Association of Retired Persons, even though you're not retired. And you pay them 12 bucks, and they send you a card that has discounts on everything. 10, 15, 20% off, 25% off hotels, gas, everything, food, everything. Every it's like a reward for making it 50 years. Like here's a little bonus for you. You get perks. So hold on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking phenomenal. So hold on. So so if you're getting yes. gas, you have to take that in. If I go to a if I go to a yeah, if I go well, I haven't used it yet for gas. If I go to a mobile station, I get uh, like 15% off my gas. Do you, do you I, I'm not sure. I don't know if to show it. I'm, I guess I have to show it or something. I'm not sure if you slide it in the thingamajig. Yeah, I don't know. See, what they're banking on is the fact that you're 50 and you're, and too you're old so to go old in. and lazy that you won't go in. Well, 100%. Sure. Oh, I'm I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And they probably know me well. <laughs> but yeah. So if you guys ever need like a discount that on something, is, let's go. I'm wondering if you can get me a that's discount incredible. on Kane season tickets. Because oh. <laughs> apparently they're doing uh, they can push well, apparently the uh, if you get them now, they send a tweet out. You can now do uh, interest free uh, installments of seven payments is one payment for every loss last year. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. nice. 
unreal with your AARP card. That's right. Toast is fucking old. That's amazing. I can't. I mean, I say I can't wait. You won't have to wait long. (laughs) I can wait. All right. Should we uh, head on down to Green Tree? But it's close. It's right around the corner. All right. Let's go. All right. So we basically uh, missing one spot, but we pretty much have a staff together now. So we have an OC, we have a DC. Brought a uh, very familiar uh, old friend back home into the fold, which is very, very cool. But where do you guys want to start? You want to start offense, defense? Let's start offense because last year was offensive. Shannon Dawson. Uh, Shannon Dawson. Yeah, hopefully we're not, you know, it's not Dawson's Creek. That was a, you know, little 90s show that was very popular. Uh, we needed a little bit more punchy Mox. than Dawson's Creek. Locks. Yeah, Mox. 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 Yeah. Puke and rally. The, the one thing Miami Hurricane fans have always kind of wanted, kind of hinted at, kind of, you know, dreamt about is an air raid style offense. Now I know we kind of hinted at it a little bit with Rhett Lashley, but now you got it with Shannon Dawson. Boys, I'll tell you this, and for those that don't know, at the OBB Legend, we put up a student of the game, Dawson edition, when he faced off against former OC, Rhett Lashley. That was a air parade. He is not shy. I've watched every every game last year, watched pretty much every offensive snap. He is an aggressive play caller. Aggressive. Like, vertical. He has that pension to just put his foot on the gas. He's not shy. He's going to take shots downfield, and the more I kept watching, I by like the game five or six of me continuously watching, I started to say the same phrase over and over in my head. Good for Tyler. Good for Tyler. <laughs> Good for Tyler. Good for Tyler. Good for Tyler. You know? I think it's going to be good for Tyler. I think this passing attack, and I wanted to focus there more, and people were like coming at me like, what about the run game? Does he ever run the ball? <laughs> I prefaced it by saying, we're going to focus on the passing concepts. I mean, that was the premise of the video. Uh, the passing concepts are good. And obviously, we mentioned a familiar name, right? Uh, part of the Ice family. Ice Jr. is now part of the University of Miami Hurricane coaching staff. I think the combination of them both, you know, and coming from that Malzahn run tree, you combine both that, ooh, this could be a very sexy offense, but we'll see. Yeah, he, he's super familiar, obviously, with Malzahn's version of – you know, kind of power spread, right? I mean, he runs a little bit, some some quirky stuff for sure. But let me ask you a question. The uh, Typically in air raid, I know a lot of people have the perception, mm-hmm. right, that it's a lot of downfield stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, when in reality, uh, air raid, and I don't want to bring this up because we had to deal with it last year, air raid does involve a ton of mesh concepts um, by nature. So in what you've seen, um, are you seeing less of that from him? None less. of that from him? Less. I would say more the vertical concepts, more <laughs> more, more the penchant to push downfield, less of the mesh. I mean, he ran it. Everybody runs it. I, I just think we ran it obnoxiously high under Josh Gaddis. That was like the staple. That was his zone run, if you will. Everything built off that. And I didn't really like a lot of the quirks he built off that. I didn't like a lot of the, uh, the twos, the cat and mouse games off the mesh concepts. I thought it was a pretty standardized kind of a mesh system uh you're gonna see it but you're not gonna see it at the clip that you saw last year and and like i said he will push they will they will push the ball i have just in a microcosm in an example you know we've heard the term rpos we know what they are run pass options but when i see one of the pass options just to be a flat out go 
and the quarterback has the ability to pull the ball and throw it deep, good for Tyler. <laughs> good for Tyler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, yeah, my, so two, my OC two gives things me that, that I noticed. What? Yeah. Oh, my OC gives me that opportunity. I got one-on-one to the field. One-on-one, yeah. I mean, I'll look. take it. I'll take it. You mean I don't yeah. have to run this? All right. Go deep. <laughs> so two two things. Uh, one, again, a, a, a kind of a perception thing. So um, I don't think he is – you're you're not going to see as fast paced breakneck as you saw with Lashley. Correct. Right? He's he's more methodical, although he likes mm-hmm. to push it and he's spread, he's not as up tempo as Rhett Lashley's offense by by trade, right? They just correct you know, a little bit more there, methodical. There was a lot, but but we gotta go back to the year where I said, and it was after the Alabama loss, the last year we had Rhett Lashley as an OC, I said you're going too fast. I physically said you're going too fast. Like great teams, they prepare for you, and then you're kind of before you have a chance to survey the land, you might run into a perfect defense, and you and you don't have the wherewithal to check it out. So, it 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 there's like a homeostasis with it. There's a perfection to it. Going fast sometimes nets you advantage. Sometimes it doesn't. You just got to see how teams are playing you. I felt with Rhett Lashley when we slowed down, we had the advantage. But yes. Uh, you're absolutely correct. When you looked at the play clock time and time again, you're snapping a ball with like 14, 10, sometimes five seconds on the clock. At times, Rhett Lashley was was snapping it with like 25. So you got about a 10-second differential there. I need one thing. I Talk. need one thing. Talk to this me, is Goose. what I need. Talk to me, Goose. And I'm sure you saw it. And I believe this to be the case, but this is what I need from this offense. I need Tyler or whoever's running the offense after Tyler's no longer here the ability to get out of bad plays and into good plays on their own. I need them to have that control that, yep, you can do it. Is that a bad play? You don't have to waste time looking over here to me, right? Maybe we do a check. Don't worry about it. Put yourself in a good position. Make a call. Shift the line a little bit, right? as far as the blocking scheme or whatever, so you don't have the free guy coming in constantly, as you always say, know your nightmare, right? So I need them the ability to have that free will to put themselves in good positions and take themselves out of bad ones. I think we're going to have that in this offense. I do. I do believe that whoever's the signal caller will have the opportunity to do that. But that's what I need. That's that's I need that. Because after last year, you go back to last year. That was one of the more profound tweets that I put. I just blanket statement because after watching what happened with the offense, watching some quarterbacks take hellacious shots when I would have been like, I would have checked out of that all day. Uh, I said, I'm done with systems that don't allow quarterbacks the freedom to do so. I said it. I I said it. And I mean that uh, as a. I, I know, yes, I look at it as a perspective of I'm a high school quarterback trying to go into a system, what I want to play for this offensive coordinator. But now I'm going to look at it as a father, right? If my son is in that system, I don't want him to get killed. I don't want him to get hurt. You have the ability to check him out of a bad play. I mean, and I got eyes, and I know the game, you know, decent enough that I could see this and be like, coach, like th- this play was never going to get off the ground. So. Yes, I need to have the ability that you're going to protect my son at all costs, right? Because that's your job. So, yes, uh, I'm glad to hear that. And I think the case, too, I think they're going to go to a system where, you know, if Tyler sees something off, put it on. Let's go. Listen, it's uh, you guys can get into breaking all the stuff down. The reality is Shannon has a huge job in front of him. He's Mm -hmm. taken over an offense that averaged 19 points per game against power five 
teams yet last year, right? And he low now floor. needs he now what was it? Low floor. Yeah, Very exactly. Low floor. He now needs to take that nineteen yeah, that, that nineteen up to thirty. It's a pretty mm-hmm. big fucking jump, okay? He also has to keep his quarterback upright and healthy all season. And lastly, he has to get that kid an eight figure contract. Yeah. There's a lot yeah, like I, he he's coming into a situation where the expectation from the there's no there's no grace period. There's no hey, get to know you. Like this is this fan base is over it, bro. This you need to come out and you need to attack from day one, and you can't take your foot off the gas all 12 games. Nope. Like you gotta go. Yeah. And that's where it is. Like I, so I that's think, a lot, yeah. that's a huge I, I think, I it's a lot it, on his shoulders, bro. I hope he can handle it. It is, but I think a large part of that, to be honest with you, is the cohesiveness of the fact that he's also the QB sure, coach. Sure, 100%. Right? So the ability for just Tyler and him to have a conversation mm-hmm. based on, you know, like we said last year, how come uh, Gaddis and Ponce aren't, and, and Tyler aren't sitting down and putting together the scheme that best fits Tyler four games in? We saw that, the change to go to UNC, whatever. But look, the reality is, Ponce and Gaddis hated each other. Let me say that again. Like, you couldn't even get them in the same room. So, you know, it's gonna have a it's gonna have a negative effect on what you're trying to accomplish. So I'm with you. I think that that is a big part of how they can fine tune and shorten up the the time period it's going to take, it's going to be much more expeditious for them to get to a point that's successful uh, than having to deal with the an outside source. Other thing for both of you, uh, and especially Roe. So I know when looking at uh, Dawson's numbers, um, he when he's got a talented guy, like I guess he had a really talented wide receiver, this Nathaniel Dell kid last year. Oh, is that a good, special. like the fact that he's able to um, create place to get that guy the ball, is that a really good sign for someone like a Colby Young? That we'll be able to, or the tight ends, like, like, can, like, are we going to have a featured wide receiver? Do you think? I'm going to touch on that, and we'll play a stock up, stock down, like we did. What I feel position groups are going to do under the offense, right? I, I'm glad that you brought up that name. Very special kid. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the top rated receivers in the country last year. By the way, not to make Miami Hurricane fans upset, but there was talks of him coming to Miami, and it fell through last second. Anyways, he's about five ten, 160. So the good news there is he isn't that big-bodied, and I'm glad you mentioned Colby Young because Colby Young is bigger. He's kind of your outside guy that could be a mismatch nightmare from a physical standpoint, and he's plenty fast enough, too. Uh, His speed time just recently came up there. He's one of the tops on the team. But I like the fact, because you have a Washington-type perspective. You have an Xavier Restrepo. Like, he was 165 pounds. This, this, this wasn't a 200-pound freak specimen. This was just a guy who was very adept at getting open in the middle of the field. There was plenty of space to operate. That's one of the other features of an air raid offense. When you're pushing things vertical on the outside, you got a lot more space on the inside. So I like that a lot. In terms of the tight ends that you mentioned, this is when we'll play a quick stock up, stock down. Stock up wide receivers. Stock up quarterback from the jump. Those two position groups are probably going to stock up the most. Tight end, well, tight end wasn't really featured last year. The year prior to that, it was featured a little bit more, right? So I'm going to say stock down in the tight ends right now. But any good offensive coordinator, and if Dawson does what he does, he takes inventory. You got some guys on the roster. 
You could you have the ability to run twelve set. This is tight end. You you can seamlessly put a lot of those guys in positions that your wide receivers are in. So I'm not really too worried, but I am going to put them initially stock down. Running backs. This one's hard for me. I initially want to say stock down because the run game isn't. I feel like the diversification in the run game we actually held last year. We just weren't super effective to check out of when we were playing against heavy box numbers. But this time, it's going to depend on Ice Harris Jr., like what exactly he brings to that. So I'm going to say stock down for the running backs initially. Offensive line stock up because I feel like what victimized the offensive line the most was the fact that we were always so tight and we had to contend with so many more defenders, especially on blitzes. Now when they're not there, it's so much easier. So you're going to rely on your guy to beat their guy. And I felt this was me. I don't know about you because I watched all those offensive plays last year. It wasn't a thing that the guys were consistently getting beat from a technique standpoint. They were getting beat with numbers. They were getting beat too many guys. Too, too many guys. So if you can loosen that up and they can just be able to beat the guy in front of them, I feel that the offensive line. So stock up quarterback, stop wide receiver, stock up offensive line, stock down tight end, stock down running back. That's the way I see it. I would just jump in quickly. And uh, the notes coming out of campus about the new offensive lineman. First of all, Matt Lee apparently is setting the tone. Beast. Setting the tone. Mm -hmm. And uh, Samson is just a different level, like a different level talent. But you would expect that from a five-star. So I really think that this year, like this offensive line is really starting to personnel-wise, look like a Mario and uh, mirror ball offensive line. And hopefully, I think we're going to see a huge step up from the line. That Even though they got a couple of young kids there, I think it's going to be a huge step up from the line. Yeah, and personnel-wise, like you said. I mean, I think that <laughs> that, that just that stuff. So I'm going to – I think I, – can you can you go? Can you, you – there's you only went up or down. There was no, like, even. There's no there's – no, I wanted to do that because that was just cheating. If That was that was taking the easy way out. It's not cheating, though, I, because here's what I think, though. But, uh, but I want to go an even one. I want to go an even one. And I want to go even on tight ends okay? because of the talent that we have at tight end. Arroyo, Skinner. Right? I think Arroyo and Skinner can, can exploit little dudes, especially on the outside. So I think that the fact that they run four and five wide in this system, they absolutely will be featured on the outside. Well, did, yeah. well to that point, so would you say that uh, Jaleel is more of a big-bodied wide receiver in this offense this year or more of a traditional tight end? I think he's more of a big-bodied wide receiver, right? He's, he's much more of a flex yeah. in this system than he was last year. Listen, these air raid, I, I think. these air raid guys. I think the other misconception is is they're going to use wide receivers all the time. They're going to use wide receivers. He did use two tight ends. He did have a blocking tight end variety. Um, that you're going to have the same capacity here. You're going to have the same propensity to do this here. It's it's going to come down to out of the tight end wide receiver group, and we've seen it switch over the years. We saw it when it was really good with Brev and Mallory, and then the next year we got Charleston Rambo. It's it's whatever your talent's going to emerge throughout camp and throughout spring ball, and whoever's the better receiving group, right? And I'm going to put the tight ends of that. That's who's going to play. So I, I I'm confident that he's that's going why to I'm going and that's why you're going. I think the talent is going to outweigh the scheme to an extent with them, right? As far as keeping them inside potentially, and and also keep your eye on. And he's kind of a forgotten piece to this class, but is the next in line. I promise you, wide receiver or Riley Williams. I said Riley, Riley Williams is going to be an absolute stud. Bookmark that. Check it, pin it, whatever you want to do. Stud. He's the next okay. guy in line. And on a wide receiver side, Isaiah Horton might be his year too because they raved about him too. It's just now, you know, another year in the system. Well, new system. Everybody's new in this system. But yeah, another young campus. But another young kid. 
So uh, very cool. He made reference. Uh, Ice Jr. returning home. UM Hall of Famer as a track and field star uh, during his run and uh, was at UCF. Um, what does he obviously he's word is great running back coach. But what do you think he brings to the table from a recruiting standpoint for South Florida? I think it's huge yeah. because obviously his dad is like the godfather of like Miami football, right? He is one of those guys well respected. So by name, right? We we always play this thing because when I, I mention and toast, we're all guilty of it. You might be guilty of this more than most, but when I bring up the name Bryles, you immediately get this venomous kind of like <laughs> exactly. See that? See that? That's that's and I try to tell you all the time that Kendall, you know, that's not it, that's not a step. Ah, but it's it's guilty by association. Saying Ice, even though it's Ice Harris, you saying Ice Harris in Miami carries the opposite effect of saying Bryles nationally. It, it is it is well weighted, is well received, it is well received, and I think he's going to do really really well in terms of being a recruiter. Um, I, I, it's it's a phenomenal hire. I, I I applauded it. I liked where he came from. Gus Malzahn is very creative in the run game, and there you go. I mean. You can't get Red Lashley because he's the SMU head coach. But you get somebody who's adept at running air raid passing concepts, and then you get somebody under the Gus Malzahn tree in terms of the run game, and then you're going to get as close as you're going to be able to get. So <laughs> uh, uh, I'm like, all right, let's see how this this works. And and that's the line that we're going to see, right? If they can all stick in their lane and then the transition of it all. Okay, I like what Dawson's bringing from the pass perspective. Ice could be the run game coordinator, and I could do that. And then Miraball and Cristobal will go ahead and do what they do on the offensive line. This could be a very formidable thing. It could be a very, very formidable thing. All right, so uh, defensively, we are uh, welcoming into the fold a alum of FSU, Derek Nicholson. Uh, (laughs) Now, they have listed him as inside linebackers coach, not linebackers coach. So mm-hmm. I guess he's just coaching two players. <laughs> the well, they're all they're all inside. Apparently, yeah, really, yeah. Well, the reality is, it's just semantics at this point because the way Gidry runs mm-hmm. the defense, his two defensive ends, the way we would traditionally, who are standing up at the line of scrimmage, sixty nine percent of the time, stats by Scoop. Hey you. Anyways, they're up there. Those considered. Those those could be considered outside linebackers. So and they're technically defensive ends, so they probably get a lot more range being coached by a defensive end coach, even though they have some more coverage responsibilities. So I think that's what you are. When you say inside linebacker coach, from my perspective, right, and I might be naive here, he's the linebackers coach. It's just the it's a system predicated title. Okay, good. See, right. see, Pedro. See, see, Pedro. <laughs> All right, so overall, um, and I, obviously there's still a spot for a wide receiver, um, and maybe that's Hankerson, maybe it isn't. Who, who, forget about that. But with the four hires he's made now, with the, with the guys out the door and who they've been replaced with, give me a rating here on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being you're incredibly happy with the changes, 1 being you're disappointed. Where did Mario fall in your mind right now with these hires? First of all, it was a 10 from the jump because he got rid of the okay. last guy. So. Well, but did he hire better this time than he did last year? He missed on both coordinators last better? year. <laughs> right? Like. I, I like. Here's what I like. Here's I'll give you variances. It's it's a 10 because he got rid of the last guy. So I'm going. I'm okay. sticking with that. Uh, it's more cohesive. There's more ability for the quarterbacks to have some control 
Um, it's more of a downfield attack. Uh, so for all of that, I like this potential better than the last potential. On the defensive side of the ball, you replaced a guy who had a ton of experience, but he also called it a program and maybe a bit antiquated in today's world with a guy who is, quote, innovative. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you have to be excited a little bit about the changes. Ten. He replaced the last guy. Yeah, so like in my mind, you know, Mario missed on the two coordinator hires last year, and that's fine. But I just don't see someone as good as Mario routinely making that mistake and missing on those hires. I kind of think that he got all the misses out of the way in year one. Um, Again, I love the direction he went in this way with uh, no retreads, right? Young up-and-coming guys, hot guys. So I just, I I like that. It's not so much names like last year, oh, we have an all-star coaching staff. Our linebackers coach could be a head coach, this and that. You know, we, we kind of got caught up in that. This is more of a traditional coaching staff with a hierarchy and some guys that are young, hungry guys that are working their way up into the P5 ranks. And I just kind of like it. It's more of a, I guess, yeah, continuity, cohesiveness. It's, it just seems better. It seems like a better marriage for me. You know, <clears throat> Manny got praised for fixing what was broken. That was actually something we continuously praised him, even until he left, right? It just didn't work out for the guy. But if something was perceivably broken, he fixed it. Now, Mario just did the same thing. He did the exact same thing. He saw an offensive direction. He saw an offensive quarter. It didn't work. It seemed like Mario was getting more criticism, though. I mean, he still might. And I think it's because of his stature coming in. Eight like, million, bro. Mario, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like the stature. But I have to applaud it because of the direction that you are going into. You, the direction. I'll be honest. I could say this in retrospect. And you're like, oh, really? That's, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But when I watched the Gaddis kind of film and I did the film review, I was not crazy about the passing concepts from the jump. Inner circles, I told him that I got some concerns. Talking with other people who do film review that I respect, I said the same thing. We came to the same conclusion. We're hoping that Ponce interjects a lot more. Obviously, those guys hated each other, so that was that. And I think Mario even learned from that because he's allowing the offensive coordinator first, and then I guess he's going to be able to have input. I can work with this guy. I can work with this guy. I can work with this guy because if you have dysfunction back behind closed doors, it's going to translate on Saturdays, right? And that's exactly what we saw. So, And then I got to praise Mario again for learning from that mistake, seemingly fixing that mistake. And then you turn around and you're known Mario's you know, two yards in a cloud of dust kind of a guy. But you don't do that. You turn around and you get a guy that essentially is going to push the ball. He's he's a vertical passing kind of minded guy. He He's all about that air raid system. He's about putting up points. He's not in any of his, you know, and that's something else I do. I want to see what they're about. I want to get quotes from them. I want to see where they hang their hat because what you feel in your heart usually is at the tip of your tongue, especially as a coordinator, what you believe in. And and that guy's like, I want to score points. I want to score points. And, and we popularized that. I was like, points are our culture. It's not culture before points. Points points has to be the culture. So I feel we found that. Gidry, love it. I actually love the Gidry hire more than I actually love the Dawson hire. Because when I watch that system, it is a cool-ass system, and it puts athletes, and it does what Jimmy Johnson does. It it did it the four three revolutionary defense that Jimmy Johnson did. He took linebackers, made them defensive ends. He took secondary guys, made them linebackers, and then he had fast guys all over the field. 
You want to tell me that we're not doing the same? Those walk-up defensive ends are now like hybrid linebackers. The linebackers are now safeties. The safeties are it, – it is, it is exactly what Jimmy Johnson did, but in a different aspect, and it, it comes at you waves. It's going to protect the pass. It's going to have teams – it's it's going to be the most quirky defense in the ACC that you got to prepare for, and that's the bold claim. I will tell you this right now. That style of defense is unlike any other in the ACC. Everything does similar things, but that in itself is going to have to – have offensive coordinators routinely prepare for, like the Paul Johnson era. Oh, yeah, you stole it from yeah. me, you jerk. Yeah, like what Paul Johnson yes. did to the ACC. Like, Damn doing straight. Defensive coordinator, and that's my rant. Boom. Yeah, I was asked at least five times over the weekend, which hire do you like better, OC or DC? And DC by a mile. Not to say that I don't like Shannon Dawson, but Gidry has me really excited. I, all right, so I get what both of you are saying. I'm more impressed with the OC hire, and let me tell you why. Because, and I mentioned this, I think, on the last episode, but that was like, I don't know, 17 months ago. Um, but um, so Nick Saban had a similar situation in Alabama where he was married to an older-style offense, and he had to look in the mirror, and he made the hire of Lane Kiffin, and that changed everything. And Mario did that with the hiring of Shannon Dawson. I'm impressed because I didn't think he would sell out his offense after only one year. I thought he might sell out the OC and Gaddis and bring another guy in because he still believed in the core and his offense. I am so impressed that he said, you know what? It's only been a year, and granted, I might have missed the hire on the OC, but you know what? I need to change. This just isn't going to work. I need to modernize this. I need to get into 2023. And the fact that he did that, Lord, that shows me the leadership. Um, I didn't think he'd bail on that after just one year. I thought he might try to stretch it out to year two, maybe three, really kind of give it a chance to work. And if it didn't, then he's got a 10-year contract. He's not under, like, he has no pressure on him in, in, in terms of that. So that was that he did that on his own. Dude, that was a big move. Like, Mario threw his offensive philosophy away that he's had for 25, 30 years. And that is a kind of a big deal. Yes okay. and no. Yes and no. And here's why I say yes and no. I mentioned it earlier. Shannon Dawson is not going to run 80 plays a game. Mm -hmm. Shannon Dawson is going to be methodical. Precise, methodical. Shannon Dawson also does like to run the football. And what did they do? As Roe mentioned, or as, as Toast mentioned, both of you mentioned, they brought a nice junior. A guy who specializes in the run game. Because maybe Dawson doesn't have the tools in the run game that Mario wants in the run game. And they went and they got a guy who they believe, from the Malazan tree, can be creative in the run game and still allow them to be balanced. And run 65 plays. Okay. Game. Maybe. So, yes and no. I, I, I agree with you. The philosophy's different, but I think he's trying to make it a package that isn't so far. He didn't go right. and hire uh, Mouse you know, Davis's Garrett right. Riley, <laughs> or he didn't go and hire Kendall yeah. Bryles, or he didn't go and hire the guys who run tempo, 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 tempo. He hired a guy that they can still kind of balance it out. It, that's that's my kind of perception of what's going on. I agree with you. He made the change, and he's changing a philosophy to an extent. But I still think the core of it is there. All right. All right. A couple of things. And I'm going to look at something real quick. Yes. Um, 
I'm looking at the total number of plays that Houston ran last year. But one of the things I wanted to add to what Scoop was saying, okay, I just got what the number of plays. So Houston ran is 47th nationally uh, in terms of plays ran. Um, there obviously there's 131 schools, so there's there's somewhat up there. They're somewhere in the middle of the pack, so not totally slow. But, but when you have a breakneck pace like Texas Tech, who ran 1,094 plays in 13 games. Houston uh, ran 902. So there's obviously some offenses who run at a faster breakneck pace. That's what you're looking. Now, Mario did praise Shannon Dawson uh, from the back channels. He was very impressed on his understanding of the run game. He was actually kind of blown away how much he understood about what a run game entails and what you're looking for. And obviously, you know, Mario's uh, Mario's process is very detailed and thorough, and you have to understand running is part of his culture DNA. So, the fact that you have an air raid guy understanding exactly what you need to do to run the ball really impressed Mario. And and look, you you know that he dives deep, and and the guys who are the exceptional uh, CEOs, uh, the very good interviewers, would have said, "Look, I can I can look on this film. I know what you do well. I can see it. You've been doing it for years and years and years. Why don't you tell me, like you just said, why don't you explain to me what you know about the run game and see how much they actually – it's it's a process. So you know that Mario dove very, very deep into this. Well, and I, I promise you, as Rose says, that, that Shannon knows quite a bit bro, about Bro, he run. took – I mean, he basically took, you know, 90 to 120 days. I mean, so it took a while. It took I would while. hope so. He was very deliberate. You know, he better have found the right guy. Hopefully for yes. all of us, he found his. So, uh, do you think we'll lo- hear about uh, wide receiver this week, or? Yeah, I mean, you, I think it'll all be done by. Has I to mean, springs in right. like ten days. Yeah, has to. For reference, Miami was 90th in the country with 100, 825 plays right now. I know they played one less game, but 825 for the University of Miami. Houston last year ran 902. All right. Um, so, if you think about it, it's probably like. This a little, not much, like one more play <laughs> per quarter uh, for Houston last year versus Miami. So paces it's will gonna, be similar. It's going to seem like uh, a sprint. So let me let me ask yeah. both of you this, because um, it happens every fucking year. Uh, we're coming off a five and seven debacle. Um, he's cleared house on the coaching staff, brought in new guys, new philosophy, this and that. Um, why the hell is it that I'm already starting to drink the Kool-Aid on next season? I'm already starting to believe, oh, wow, you know what? Maybe they could get to like eight or nine wins. <laughs> Is it just me? You have you have to look at, no, no, it's not just you. It's me. It's me every year. God, and 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 I don't mean to do it to myself. I would tell you, though, if Gaddis was still here. Oh, no. So so change brings upon optimism. Well, off-season wins. It's, you know. <laughs> It's, it's the off-season wins, and we're very good at off-season wins. We're, we're very good at telling you the good uh, about things. Look, um, I, there's there's plenty of bad if you want to go, if you want to go read. There's plenty of bad online about Shannon Dawson and his uh, one-year stint at Kentucky mm-hmm. that was a total yep. disaster, um, and his stuff at Southern Miss, which wasn't very good, and the fact that he said, look, if I have a quarterback, I'm a pretty good coordinator. If I don't have a quarterback, I'm not a very good coordinator. And people have a problem with that, to be honest with you. I think that's just stating the obvious. <laughs> I mean, if your quarterback sucks, it's kind of tough to run run a productive offense. So we're, we're, we're giving you the good because we see the good. 
we see the opportunity and how it fits and the changes that Mario is making, like Toast said, and and coming into today's age to an extent, running the air raid, which everybody's been begging for down here for you know two decades. Um, so, yeah, we're gonna drink it. We're gonna drink it because change is being made. If change, if no change was made, I, I, none of us would sit here and tell you that we're gonna be any good. But how can you not? You can't. You can't think that he went out and he hired a couple of duds. Mm-hmm. Rose broken it down for you. Two twenty-minute films. Go watch them. OBB Legend. It's got all the breakdowns or the OBB Legend YouTube channel. It's got the full breakdowns of the OC and the DC that was just hired. And you can make. Uh, you can either pour your Kool Aid out or you can drink it along with us. We don't really care. Yeah, it's what being a fan is. <laughs> you got to believe. I think I'm going to drink more Kool-Aid yep. once spring is done, once you hear the fall. You're going to get some more transfer guys coming in in, in fall camp, right? Uh, we did our, our two biggest impact guys were, you know, Mesador last year, and then obviously Jackson came in, and those guys were like late, late, late additions. So um, you do that, you hear it, you hear the excitement from – get ready to, you're going to hear the – you know, this system's so much better than last year, Coates. <laughs> You're going to hear it. You hear it no matter what new system comes in. You don't really hear it in the ad. So that, we're going to buy into that as well. You're going to hear the optimism, renewed optimism from the coaches like we heard last year. Then the Kool-Aid. Still not drinking it now. Even after watching the film reviews, I'm high on it, but I'm so, so, Yeah, and you, you're, I, would expe- I, would expect, I would expect another wide receiver transfer. Well, let me ask you a question. So, um, and, and that being the case, that is also going to provide you with some credence that – uh, these wide receivers, the offensive players, do believe in what Shannon Dawson is going to implement. Do you? And I, which position group do you think has the most change between now and the opening of camp in terms of transfers? And I'm me personally, I'm kind of hoping it's the secondary. Like we need bodies there, don't we? Mm, yeah, well, you can't let anybody. Right? I mean, you have, have nothing. It. You have the bare minimum right now. And this guy lays a trot yeah, really out there every play. I mean, yeah, I mean, we lost the cam cam kicked everybody yeah. out. Yeah. He said, you got to go. And they all said, OK, bye. Well, but well, also the cornerbacks. <laughs> I mean, bro, I'm telling you, like, I, I can't get over the loss of Kamari Rogers. I really think that one stings. Yeah, it does. It does. It really so stings. And and they're going to get tested er, often and early, especially in this yeah. system. So if they don't like what they're doing in practice and against that Shannon Dawson system that you. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Toast. That's you're probably going to see some bodies in and out in that group. And we don't need any bodies going out. No, we certainly don't. Um, All right. uh, Any more football talk before we get to the other uh, three programs that deserve a little love? Yes. Yes, there's more football talk? Oh, no. (laughs) All right. Let's start off with, um, before we get into the hoops, let's talk about uh, the baseball team. Um, Man, I'm telling you, bro, this this, this fan base. All right, you lose the opener to Penn State, all right? You know, (laughs) nerves, whatever, the pitcher, your starter gets lit up a little bit, and the fuck, all of you fired Gino. Dude just got an extension. The season's over. Like, bro, seriously? Um, They come back from that. They've won four in a row. They win the series against Penn State, and the biggest thing is, bro, this team, the bats have come out on fire. They are bombing balls. They can hit. Well, they can hit. So Gage Zeal is, you know, has a phenomenal year last year. You're expecting this guy to be the Friday night. Now I've talked to some people, and it's so funny, Gage fans. I just want you to know this. We have our ears to the ground. 
We don't claim to be insiders in terms of football. I'm actually an insider when it tar- comes to baseball. It's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like I got like a direct line here. It's it's fantastic. Listen, they expect Gage to bounce back. That was that was not even arguably. That was the worst performance he's ever had in his life. Really uncharacteristic. They're expecting a big bounce back from him. Uh, he's carrying a 22.5 ERA after his opening day performance against Penn State, and and opposing batters are batting 600 against him. And then you only get better. Yeah, you're you're right. So they have high hopes for him. But Lee Gone came out and and, and nailed it down against Penn State. You, uh, and then you turn around and people looked. Rosario looked fantastic on ben Sunday. Chestnut last you know, night pitched a gem in his first college start. Ben, ben Chestnut is leading a team in yeah. strikeouts. He's striking out eleven yeah. batters, right? So this this dude this dude's lighting things up. And you know we got to be able to win those midweek games. We handled our business the last two nights. But let's talk about dude. They drop bombs. And, and here's the thing <laughs> that like it's not just like we got the big boys that are that are like dropping bombs. And your your normal guys. Yo Yo Yo. He was. He was essentially bottled up in Penn State, but then he comes out and breaks out. Now he has three home runs, too. Zach Levinson, literally against Penn State, had over 1,300 mm-hmm. feet of mm-hmm. home runs. These are big dudes. Like, these are big dudes. But we got to talk about it. Yes, we do. <laughs> Lake Sear. <laughs> Dude, so coming in, and I told the Shake, which is our baseball channel at the OBB Legend, I told the Shake, I was like, before the season started, I said, the name you need to pay attention to is Blake Sear. The coaching staff doesn't think they're going to be able to keep him off of the field because the kid could flat out rake. Well, the kid could flat out rake. <laughs> he's batting 500. Yeah. He leads the team. He's tied. He's tied with Yo-Yo, and he's tied with Zach for mm-hmm. most home runs on a team with three. And he's not a big dude. He's not a big dude. And Toast, he's dropping oppo tacos. He's yeah. he's going he's putting balls out. His three home runs, left, right, center, right. He's not a big dude. I love the way he's eleven one eighty too, by the way. Yeah, no, it's it's a kid out of Windermere. Um, now this this as I as I said in the uh, in the legend article recapping it last night, like this this can be a really fun team to watch. Um, I, I you know I, I throw out that first start by Gage, first opening night, little jitters, this and that. I totally throw that shit out. Yeah. I see him rebounding without a problem. Listen, I want I want this streak to continue uh, until they get to Gainesville next weekend. No, go sweep yeah. Dartmouth this weekend. Take care of FAU on uh, was Tuesday or Wednesday next week, and Tuesday. then get up to Gainesville and let's go at like fucking nine and one or whatever. Let's get this thing going. And not for nothing, he's got the best hair since uh, since our boy Braxton. No, no, um, who's a kicker? <laughs> oh, badge. He's got the best hair since badge. <laughs> yeah, they call him Hollywood. Yeah, they're, they're they calling call him Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Blake no. Blake Hollywood Sear. I I I tagged. And you've been super cool, Canes Baseball. You guys are favoriting tweets. We love you guys. Thank you for the love. Uh, I called him the the basically the football equivalent or baseball equivalent of Braxton Berrios. I was like, these dudes got the same amount of swag, man. Blake Sears going to be fun, man. Blake Sears going to be really, really fun. Way to make way to make your debut. You know, you're coming in at the beginning of the season. And, and you're thinking Dorian Gonzalez is going to kind of hold down that spot at second, maybe have some question marks, but after the way it goes, you know, and they brought up a question on a telecast. What's what's Gino Damari going to do? Because Blake, that, that's not even a question you should ask. It. Like, yes. the kid's leading your team and hitting in home runs. <laughs> like, you don't bench him. <laughs> you just keep him out there. I don't know. I Listen, Dar is still a great player. 
obviously he's got some so defensively. I think he's better than Blake Sear, but you know, you you might have got Wally pipped. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I will bring this and up. I, said, no, I was watching. The, been watching these games, and um, listen, Joe, Josie, you've been you've been here a long time. But listen, here's the deal. Okay, mm-hmm. here's what you got to do. You need to come up with a home run call for this team because they're going to be hitting them like crazy. Oh, yeah. You need to call, sit in a room. Give yourself a half an hour. Come up with a fucking home run call, please. <laughs> Show some excitement. They're like the most drab home run calls. Blake, Sear, let's, let's you do didn't it even now. know it was gone. You acted like it was a line drive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we, we got to do it. Let's do it for him. Let's come up Good with our God, own. God, bro, hurricane. come on. Like for for me, when yo yo hits a bomb, it's like easy. It's like yo 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 yo. Okay, like you just go flat out Spanish just with him. He has his own particular one. <laughs> Come on, Joe. Joe, you think Joe Z's got that in him? Ah, he's got to figure out something, bro. It is so boring. Come on, (laughs) like literally, Blake Sear that that second home run he hit. He thought it was going to be caught. It was like, oh, fly ball. Oh, it's gone. (laughs) Like, are you killing (laughs) what? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we need we need a better. Come on, Joe. We better we we need attack him. Yeah, step it up. Let's go. Let's go. Step it up, brother. I know it's been a long time, but come on, it's an exciting team. Let's come up with a call here. Get your John Sterling in. Whatever. Figure it out. <laughs> oh, so there's been some really, really good yes. ones. You know? Uh, who was the White Sox guy? He he was notorious. Oh, Ken Harrison, uh, the Hawk. Yeah, what would he say, too? Oh, He's yeah. Like, no, I forgot what it was. You yeah. can put it on the board. Yeah, put it on That's the board. Yeah, put, put it on the board. board. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um. To infinity and your mom. I mean, beyond. There you well, go. baseball you go. So, is just uh, warming up. Uh, obviously, basketball is getting ready for the tournaments. Uh, so here's the deal, bro. Uh, men's hoops. Virginia loses. So here we go. Canes now take care of FSU at home on uh, Saturday and then take care of Pittsburgh in the final game. They're the regular season ACC champs and will be the number one seed in the ACC tournament. There's another coach that we wanted fired. Yes, I, I called for him to be fired 100%. I did. I was oh, fucking wrong. We had like three people on Scott, and that wasn't even his no. fault. That wasn't even his fault. It, it, it was just like the, the threat of it the It was shaky penalty. a few seasons ago, folks. It got a little shaky at the end. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but he's royalty. Yes. We, we, we give him the pass. We, we, we have to Listen, after the run last year and the run this, this year. This team wins the ACC tournament. There's no way that you cannot have them as number two seed in the in the NCAA tournament, and I like come on. Yeah, you say that. You say that, but all the (laughs) all the polls don't say that. Bullshit. They're going to win the ACC. Win the ACC. ACC ACC Bullshit. And they're going to be a six. Bullshit. It's unbelievable. (laughs) The amount of hate that team gets from the basketball. Oh, let me just point this out. They're going to look at it and say, "Look, they can have a cold night shooting." And none of it matters because it's all predicated on that. You know that. You know yeah. that's 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 their their BS rationalization is that they can go cold one night and they can't keep it running. Listen, that's into into that Jim Beheim, the head coach of Syracuse, uh, throwing yeah, Miami into the bus for for buying a team. Excuse me, asshole. I've been a Big East fan my entire life. Why don't you tell everyone how much you paid for Billy Owens back in the day? Because that's not a secret. So just shut up, Aheim. Retire. You've been there for 47 years. No one fucking cares. Get out of here. All right? Oh, buying a team. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck Whoa. you. Whoa. There, there's our home run call. Get out of God. here, Beheim. I hate that. Listen, as, a, as, as someone that went to UConn, I despise Bayheim Syracuse. Bomb. I despise Syracuse. Get out of Fuck here, Beheim. <laughs> All right. Uh, the bigger. Oh, Blake Sear with it. Get out of the here. The bigger deal right now is um, 
the ladies. The ladies right now are in, but they're in a little bit more of a precarious situation. Um, they got a big game against Louisville. Uh, coming up. They really need to get this dub on the road. It will solidify them being in the tournament. I think they're in regardless, but they're kind of on the bubble right now. Go, ladies. Cavender sisters, step it up. Let's get it going on. That's why you came here. You wanted to get to the tourney. Let's get it done in these final couple games and then make a move in the ACC tournament. So, yes, it's good, man. We got baseball. Both basketball teams are playing very, very well. Uh, Mario has cleaned house. And, oh, and if you missed it, the number one quarterback in the draft is uh, AR-15. Right, right. Oh, yeah. What? Look. (laughs) Better than Bryce Young. (laughs) Look, it can't. You just have to to be aware of of who actually tweeted that Mm -hmm. out. And it's just they literally are a a troll machine corporation that does whatever for clicks like yeah. they're gross, like just uh, whatever. I mean, well, just just stuff. I understand he's got I understand he has tools. So did Achilles Smith. Yeah. You know, and so, so did, did Marcus. Uh, well, his son, so, by the so way, his did, son. Uh, so did uh, uh, Jeff George. <laughs> yeah. And so did Achilles mm-hmm. Smith Jr. Looks damn good as a quarterback, I mean, too, on. by the way. You, just, you I, can't. No. Stop. Scoopy, I just put it to you this way. I, I mean, I put it online, and and this is my perspective on it. I'm like, one of two things can't be true. The draft execs are that blind, right? Or Billy Napier was that bad and wasted a generation of first-round no, talent. It's, because, it's, dude, when I, I, no. It's one of the other. It's, it's, it's Okay. I guess theoretically it is, but it's not because you can't. Billy Napier is not is is not throwing the football, right? Because okay. Anthony Richardson can't hit water if he fell out of a boat. That's what that's <laughs> the point. So he didn't. Napier didn't ruin the fact that that Richardson has zero opportunity to thread the needle in NFL windows with his accuracy. Like you, it's not. It's insane, I bro. Want to, I won't talk about this. Bullshit. No, it's it's, it's 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 absolutely insane that, it, and in fact, it happens every year. I mean, you have three years of tape on Bryce Young just doing everything right, and you have what two or three years or three years of tape on Anthony Richardson showing amazing raw talent, but never clicking, never getting it all together. And you're going to tell me in the NFL that you're going to put your money on the kid that has never shown that he can get it done over the guy that is only getting it done every single goddamn season. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? I want to tie this back into the green tree with Shannon Dawson because he said something and there was a quote, and I kind of agree with this, and I've always agreed with this. At this point in Anthony Richardson's career, he's not an accurate guy. So for somebody to think, I'm going to fix the mechanical deficiencies, you're ingrained. By this point, you're throwing the football the way you're throwing a football. Look at what happens when we had Enos try to go ahead and fix Tate Martell. Tate Martell went off the reservation, right? And I say that with kindness. Um he, he wasn't the same as a quarterback. If he's not accurate now, he was about 53% in college. Do you know what kind of, like, ass hattery you need to go ahead to be to throw 53% in college when it's so loose? You can just literally hit shovel passes and RPOs, and they give you the credit for passing completion. 53%. And you think you're going to be able to fix this kid's mechanics? You're not going to fix his mechanics. Listen, I love Lamar Jackson, too. Lamar Jackson was an MVP, and a lot of people are saying, trying to compare him like, you know, the talent-wise Lamar Jackson. And I feel like Lamar Jackson was way more special. 
He was way more dynamic. His college career was so much more defined. It was pristine. Lamar Jackson's still not throwing a football like perfect. He throws the football like he's always thrown the football. It, it doesn't look different. It looks the same relatively to me without a little thing here, a little thing there. But you can't tell me that Lamar Jackson throwing the football looks radically different than what he did when he was in college. But he was more accurate than Anthony well, Richardson. He puts it where he wants to put it. Exactly. So now you think Anthony Richard mechanically is going to get fixed, and all of a sudden in the NFL when windows are tighter, he's going to be more accurate? I don't buy it. Well, I, I will just say this. On, on, on the flip side, the last time we had a first-round quarterback that was getting their accuracy shredded like this, who still got drafted, actually turned out pretty well. His name was Josh Allen. He was 56% at Wyoming. And now in the NFL, he he got accurate. Like somehow it, it was fixed and they were able to fix it. So I'm just saying with the right coach, with a Ken Dorsey, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can get that sort of a thing fixed, but it doesn't happen often. You are correct, but it has happened in the past. Yeah. Ain't stop happening. getting it. Stop getting it. <laughs> stop down my arguments with that. Just sound that is, that is. I'm sorry. I don't know what you I was need thinking. need to pound on these, uh, these floors. Bring it up. All. No choice, right? <laughs> all, right. all right. Before uh, we get into five questions, got to talk about all of our good friends that make this podcast possible. Uh, we start, as always, with our good friends, uh, Teddy Morris at edmorris.com. Also, uh, Teddy Morris's Harley Davidson of Daytona Beach. If you are looking for four wheels or two wheels, edmorse.com is where you got to go ahead uh, check it out or teddy morse's harley davidson daytona beach um all the different brands they have the price protection promise you go in there the service department is absolutely stellar uh so go and go in there we've been getting backed by more since day one when you do make sure you tell them you heard about them on the orange bowl boys podcast and I'm top row watching, so I'm going to Canesware. We're going to give the basketball team some love. So first things first, if you go over to Canesware, first ticket item, it's a ticket. It's $39 pre-purchase Jordan Miller and Nigel Pack autograph tickets. So go support your boys. Go over there to Canesware. Right next to it, they got Miami Hurricanes 1997-98 basketball shorts. I'm staring at these shorts. They look like really tapered in the waist. They kind of flare out the legs, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm thinking of both Cavender sisters. I don't know why. So anyways, Canesware, you added both those items. That's 70 bucks. That's over $99. You get free shipping. It's the fastest shipping in the West. 2511 South University Drive in Davie, Florida, 33324. Canesware, they'll hook you up. If you are looking for a place to uh, just get out of the house, you want to go do some drinking, uh, get some food, uh, make a night of it, maybe uh, have a cigar or whatever after you're done eating, you got to go down to the Tank Brewery. Uh, they've been hanging out with us for uh, a while, and uh, absolutely, we absolutely love the good folks at the Tank, whether it be uh, Loca or Freedom Tower, uh, Publix, Total Wine, Tank products are everywhere in South Florida. Check them out today. Drink it. Drink that freedom. Drink all of it, baby. And, Drink all and of it. Seasonally, and seasonally, when they get their Frank the Tank, it'll make you go streaking. You love it. And then when you go streaking, you you'll be good because your your balls will be looking spectacular. You'll be nice and trim down there. So no one's going to be offended by a big hairy bush running down the uh, street uh, in the nether regions. That's why you go to manscaped.com and use promo code OBB. I know the use of the word. Lawnmower 4.0. Yeah, that's, that's it, baby. And rim them up. And when you get that package, the package, the package, that's free shipping too. There's so many free shipping options. And then you put in promo codes and free shipping. I mean, we're, we're saving you lots of money here with the OBB. And your balls will thank you, just like toast balls. Thank you. Thank you, toast. Um, we got any uh, beating the bookie stuff going on? I mean, he's been killing uh, with the yeah, golf so, so, and the free plays. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, had some had some golf last week at the Genesis. Uh, no package for the Honda this week. He did give out some free plays yesterday, I believe. So if you caught him and you got yourself into the Honda, uh, good for you. But we have March Madness coming up. Soccer still kicking along. Um, and uh, what else we got going on? Baseball is going to crank back up here pretty soon. Pretty wild. I can't. God, why does life move so so fast these days? Almost March. Um, yeah, beatingthebookie.com is where you get all of your packages. 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, six months, a year. You can do year-long packages, single sports, uh, group sports, all that good stuff. So uh, the free plays are at beatenthebookie.com. There's also free plays on his TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all at beatenthebookie. And go go ahead and uh, take those picks and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars that is promo code tppn only at DraftKings sportsbook minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details and admit it questions all right who's going first you got one row yes i do if you could choose one animal to go extinct who will it be and why? One animal to go animal extinct. Oh, and by the way, right. this brings I, up to the asshole that I saw on Tuesday morning during my morning oh, walk, yeah. r- driving down American Express Boulevard, a little one-lane side street that did not even break and just ran over a fucking duck crossing the road. Go fuck yourself. He was on his phone. And just so you know, him. just so you know, just in case you didn't notice, ducks actually uh, work in pairs a lot of the time. And seeing the other one that did make it across the street, waiting for the other one to come back across when it's just for like 15 minutes, it'll break your fucking heart. It's fucking so, bullshit. Great, great. I kind of have like a two-part answer. So when it, it the question says, what animal would you want to go extinct? Mine would be child pedophiles. Okay. Um, so that's one of them. But in terms of an animal, you guys are sick freak. Mine are attractive person, my ass. You're sick fucks. Don't even try to normalize that shit. I don't want to be in a society that tries to normalize that shit. Leave the kids alone. How did anyway, we get, how did right, we get here? I was going to say he's going to run over ducks. <laughs> Nats. What? Nats. 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 I want them Nats. like Nats. They're Nats so annoying. Good. I'll give you, I, yeah, I'm going to give you a worse one, though. Okay. Why? No seums. Mm. Smaller So they're Nats, but smaller and they bite. Okay. Worst. The worst. The worst. I'm going to go with uh, Burmese pythons. Because they're in the Everglades. The Everglades and apparently, t- they, oh, they, they, apparently there's no other mammals left. <laughs> They've killed everything. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see how they're trying to kill, get these guys now? They're putting GPS trackers on possums and raccoons. And when the snake kills it and eats it, it'll <laughs> sit for a couple of days. And they know the GPS hasn't moved. so it's And they'll go track the snake and kill it. Oh, my God. Insane. Yeah. It's a huge problem. And you got to remember when that happened. That whole oh, thing yeah. happened after Hurricane, Hurricane, Hurricane yeah. Andrew. All the pets got up. Yeah. That's it changed. Yeah. It changed the ecosystem the, forever. The dynamics, the yep. ecosystem forever. Mm-hmm. Just on that one little move. Yeah. All right. Let's see mm-hmm. here. Okay. <laughs> that was a bizarre first question. What? It went in a lot simple. of different directions. I know. I know. <laughs> I did. I know. I, I'm sorry. I went into like a, right. a you know a different dark what place. What is comfort TV for you? MLB really? Network. Okay. I just love, yeah, love putting it on. But they, they dropped their contract with YouTube TV, yes, and I'm did. like so pissed right now. They got to pick it back up. 
I got to pick it back up. But that I literally just put that on in the background. I just that's my right. by far my comfort TV. Yeah, I mean, I would say anything PGA related. Uh, just put it on. I was gonna say something that was because it's so it's it's Rose most uncomfortable TV would be my most comfortable TV, which would be like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. For me, uh, it'd be like a, like an old school sitcom, like Big Bang or Seinfeld, something like that. I think Big Bang is, is we, the most overrated TV show in history. That's fine. I think it totally sucks. Nah, good like for the you. the dumbest show I've ever seen. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Excellent. I won't invite you over to watch any of them. <laughs> I won't. I won't show up. <laughs> All right, uh, question number three. You got one, Rover, or am I uh, stepping up for this yeah, one? I, I got it. Now, you could flip it from either your side or if you were on the interview side. So what happened in your worst job interview? Oh, I don't know that I've ever had, like, a horrible job interview. Like, that was, right. like, embarrassing or anything like that. So you got to move on to the next question. I I will, but I just want to share this and that won't count as a real question. I got to share this. So we are in the interview room. We're interviewing a a guy potentially trying to hire on with our department. It's later on in the day. He's probably like interview number eight or nine that day. And I'm like, dude, if this dude just gives one word answers, like we are totally going to hire this guy. I said that tongue in cheek, but that's exactly what he did. Just (laughs) so like, what is is one of your strengths? On time. (laughs) What is one of your weaknesses? And he just kept going off with one word answers. So when we finally get to that question, what is one of your what is one of your weaknesses? He goes, my interview skills. <laughs> Did you hire him? Just like this. <laughs> no. <laughs> we did it. But we were like, dude. He didn't like, hire him. And then he kind of loosened up because and then he like loosened up because I don't know why I'm so bad at this. I'm like, oh, bro. And we kind of thought that. Wow. It was, uh, ah, <laughs> my goodness. Damn. Just, uh, uh, all right. What is your favorite quote? Oh, just overall favorite quote? Overall. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Um, I mean, I've always been sort of partial to uh, get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah. A little Shawshank action. Good that, that's a good one because yeah. that's probably like number two or three for me. But that's okay. in my uh, my quote Hall of Fame right there. I say it frequently, and like it was something later on that I learned in life. But it's it's not wrong; it's just different. All right, just because of the impact it made. But get busy living and get busy dying is definitely a cooler <laughs> quote to say. I don't know many famous quotes. It's favorite. I have a I have a, I have a mantra for my business. Okay. Okay. For me personal, I give you that one, which is my reputation is my livelihood. Oh, that's nice. Good, one. good. That's good. Yeah, I like that. So that's why I got All it. right. Uh, so since I brought up an AARP card earlier in the uh, program, <laughs> here's a good question for you. What was life like before the internet was invented? Oh, great. It was fantastic. It was Great. awesome. <laughs> we went you outside. You could do whatever you wanted. Yes. Yes. If you didn't get if you didn't get arrested, it was a win. Yep. <laughs> oh my I mean, think, here, here's the thing about this: the internet came out when I was like towards the tail end of college for me. Mm-hmm. So for most of college, the only thing that connected you to anyone else was a house phone or a beeper. 
Yes, beepers. And it was brilliant. Yeah, dude. Like no one could get in touch with yes. you. Yes, your no parents wouldn't you can't, wouldn't ask where you were for you six hours. Doing. Yeah. If you if you didn't if you didn't call your folks at college for like two weeks, they'd show up because they didn't know what happened to you. Like so good. It was so good. Yeah, it was slower and simpler. I hate the internet. I hate everything about it. <laughs> I, I sound like I should about have it. an AARP card. Listen, I don't hate everything about it. I love uh, it has brought a lot of convenience to a lot of different things. Um, but man, like like kids don't like I don't like to see kids just like playing outside anymore. Just a group of kids no, riding their it, bike down the street. And that was my contribution to this question, because that was the best. Just going out with one rule. Well, as you be home by six. Yeah. Get home before yeah. before dark. That's it. Get home before dark and don't get arrested. <laughs> I mean, as long as you did that, yes. like you, you were fine. And I would literally go back and play. When it was football season, we'd play football. When it was basketball season, we'd play basketball. When it was baseball season, we'd play baseball. And as soon as I came home and finished up my homework, that's what I did. Played with my friends. Life was so much more special. It just was. There was no distractions. Now. Now you go out, and I had the ability to watch, like, you know, my daughter play volleyball this weekend, my son play baseball. And then after the games, and, and I got to give credit to Coach because when they're in the convention and they're playing, he doesn't allow them to have phones. But the second those girls, like, have phones, majority of them, they're zombies. And I'm like, so why? Imagine this. Imagine what um, your kids are going to be saying about the internet when they're 50. Like, oh my God, it was so much yeah. better when we were kids. It was slower and it was just, it wasn't, we just had a few social media things. Like when they're 50, imagine what the sort of shit they're going to be saying. Like, oh my God, I wish back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I got to be honest with you. I'm not sure that this place makes it to 50. I... <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of had that discussion with the wife before as well, that we might be uh, front row for the end I of things. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I'm not really <laughs> sure. <laughs> I've seen uh, the, some the stuff one thing is the one point thing in that, the proper direction. As it doesn't look like it's in the proper direction, the only thing that gives me the sense of direction is the fact that you know what the generation preceding us pretty much said the same thing about us. <laughs> they right. they didn't like us. We didn't like them. So question. I guess one last question. question four. Is this four. Well, because one of yours didn't count. Yeah. Okay. I got one. Okay. You go first. If you could switch with anyone for just one day, who would it be? Oh, anyone for one day. You know what? I'll be Elon Musk for a day. I want to be the world's okay. richest person for a day. <laughs> That's a good one, too, because you could just, you know, your bank account. Yeah. So he, he won't miss no. a few million dollars. He won't miss a billion. <laughs> <laughs> just sign out a yeah. couple million. Like, you know. Why did I just do this to a random Chase Beck? <laughs> South Florida? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Elon Musk would be a good one. Yeah, me too. All right. I want to be you off this too. <laughs> Scoop, you going to make it three? I'm going to go Bill Clinton. Jesus Christ. Then you have to sleep with Hillary. No, I just want no, to. No, you don't. I want to no, you don't. As many times as <laughs> You're out of your mind if you think that's what he's sleeping with. Oh. You, you sleep with anyone other than Bill Clinton, All right. other than Hillary. This is a good one. Right, this is a good one to end on. What would you say if your spouse said they wanted to try the swinger lifestyle? <laughs> Hells no. 
<laughs> I mean, do you have to respond? Like, you have, yeah, what like, would you say? Hey, 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 say? Rusty, I'd like us to maybe be sp- become swingers. How, what do you think? I would tell her that, uh, I mean, your next guy would probably really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> um, I'll be back mm-hmm. in three hours. Um, <laughs> be, be sure your stuff's hours. not here. <laughs> <laughs> I would have probably I, I would be like, you know what? This conversation would have been a lot better if you just admitted that you didn't want to do that. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Like a military policy back in the eighties and nineties. Just there you go. Probably would have worked out a lot better. There you go. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right, boys. I know uh, Scoop's got a thing he's got to get to, so let's uh, wrap this up. Name it. What should we call this thing? Mm. Mom balls. <laughs> I don't I have another one. Better. So I got nothing better. Mom balls yeah, it mom is. Balls. There you go. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, uh, thanks to the program. Um, well, actually, I'm sure that uh, as soon as this drops, they'll hire a wide receiver coach. So, um, you know, whatever. That's just the way it goes. I'm pretty sure at this point, Mario's just waiting for us to drop episodes. I was told it was done on purpose. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I think he's doing it. They yeah. waited for us to drop yep. it and then, you know, just to stick it to us. Just to do it. Yeah. We're yeah. very popular over there. As always, we'll see you guys next week. Go Canes! Bang! That's another episode in the books. The Orange Bowl Boys are brought to you by Edmorse Automotive Group. Visit edmorse.com.